You just gotta press a button for the intro. Yo, yo, yo. What it is, hopefully, is what it should be. It's another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast. Today is September 27th, and the culture pushers are back. If you listen to this on Apple and Spotify, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends about us. If you've been listening in the last couple of weeks, we've led you to a lot of victories. We haven't been too wrong on any of our starter sits. Uh, we know you guys missed us with the last episode, but we back here. We wouldn't let y'all down for week four. Sorry about that. You already know. My boy uh, Los has some previous obligations, so me and Javar is here to hold it down. What up, though? Hey, ready, ready. Everything. Hope everything is what it should be. Uh, um, now we're going to uh, give the people what they here to hear. Um we're going to go ahead and review last night's game. Of course, we had the Green Bay Packers facing the Philadelphia Eagles. The Green Bay Packers lost it at the last minute. Did you see that game? Bro, what was – Bro, that is one point where Aaron Rodgers' ego got to him. You had a two-yard line. Jones just rushed for like three, four yards on the previous one, just getting the ball. Yeah. And I, overtime. Like, that was – it looked like – second down? Huh? I think it was like second down. Even at that, but you know, it was, it was like 46. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was taken down. That's what I'm saying. They didn't even have to. They was forcing it. Right. It looked like Russell Wilson uh, Super Bowl against uh, uh, the Patriots all over again. That's what it looked like. Definitely. Uh, Philadelphia won 34 to 27, like I said before. But Aaron Rodgers, other than that, he had a, uh, I guess you could say, a comeback game. He went 34 for 53, 422 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw that interception, like I said, at the last minute. But he also ran five times for 46 yards, so that was positive. The comeback season is here for Devontae Adams. Uh, he went 10 for 15, 180 yards. He had 100 yards in the first quarter. That was crazy. So I got um, all the Devontae Adams owners. I know they rejoiced last night. One, one, one note on that now. Everybody, number one wide receiver, has lit up Philly. This is a fact. Just one note. This is a fact. But, I mean, it's, 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 it's positive, it's man. It's good to see. Yeah, they yeah. look like they came out. But I'm saying on the first drive, they came out and they, was like, was targeted. I think Devonta Adams got the first five and six targets and Aaron Rodgers was, like, six, seven for seven or something like that. Right, so, I think but- they realize that they have to get him the ball to get the offense moving how Aaron Rodgers wants to get it moving. I, I also think it was part of the game plan. Like, bruh, these DBs are, are food, so we're going to start the game off by throwing, and then we're going to run the ball. I just think that was the, the game plan. Every That's going to be everybody game plan versus Philly every week. But um, you're an Adams owner. How did it feel to watch him go off and then late have an injury that late? And then don't even finish the game. Yeah, I mean, I was happy that he did what he did before he left. He did put give me like twenty eight points before he left. So I mean, I, of course, I didn't want to see him go. But if you are gonna go, give me twenty eight points on the way out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, the other wide receiver, I thought it would be MVS, but it was Geronimo Allison. Geronimo Allison had a catch for seven. I mean, one carry for seven yards. He had three catches for fifty two yards and a touchdown. He seems to be getting a lot of the red zone targets. Um, 
MVS still got six targets, so it wasn't that he wasn't getting targeted, so I don't think there's nothing to be scared of there. I think he just didn't catch the touchdown this game. Uh, Jimmy Graham came back after two donuts uh, in back-to-back weeks. He had six catches for 61 yards, and he caught a touchdown. So but, and, he, and he dropped, like, two more touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? He, so that's that looked good that he's targeted a lot in the end zone. And I sat him this week because he uh, got two donuts in back-to-back weeks. So, <laughs> I don't even know. who. I think I'm going to start Dawson Knox. We'll get to him later on in the episode. <laughs> on the other side of the ball, Carson Wentz. Um, I don't know, man. He went 16 for 27, 160 yards. He had three touchdowns, uh, six carries, only 14 yards. I don't know what's up with this offense, man. But uh, Jordan Howard had a big out, big breakout game: fifteen carries, eighty-seven yards, two touchdowns, one and a, and another touchdown through the air. I uh, mean, I I like the offense. It's, it's it was doing well with a hobble, um, Alshon. And remember, D Jack is not even there yet, and they got Butterfingers, um, Aguilar out there. You only got so one I, target, All right? So. You seen what he did last week? He lost in the game. Mm-hmm. I wasn't passing the ball either. But mm-hmm. but for real though, I think the offense is uh doing well. How are you worried t- about Miles Sanders? For he had sure, eleven right? carries for seventy two yards last night. I'm not worried about him getting yards. It just sucked that he's not gonna get touchdowns. If he can get, you know, seventy yards and a touchdown, that's great, but he's not getting a touchdown, so I'm highly worried. Yeah, I would be definitely. Um, Alshon did score you a touchdown last night. Like we said, he was uh, first week back from an injury. Uh, three catches for 38 yards. He was targeted nine times. Um, Zach Ertz, uh, seven for eight, 65 yards. And uh, Dallas Goddard caught the touchdown. So that's something uh, to see after he dropped the touchdown last week. Uh, that's about it from the Philly game. Uh, <clears throat> of course, like we said before, Devontae Adams went down with an uh, uh, injury to his Toe, uh, MRIs were taken today. They said every, all signs look good, so that's something positive for the Devontae Adams owners out there like myself. I mean, it's positive, but suck because it's a damn toe. Yeah, I mean, but they say they say it's not nothing serious. They say it's nothing to be panicked about. Bruh, so it's a toe, bro. You, you can walk with a, with a hurt toe? <laughs> no matter. Come on now. Don't put the bad juju on out there for the fans. Now, we all want to see Devontae saying. Adams come back. It's hard to walk in the straight line with a hurt toe, but you want better to go yeah. run a flag and a, and a dig. And <laughs> hey, man, my man just... is a is an elite athlete. You feel me? <laughs> Let's get on to the news and notes. Uh, mostly uh, injury news and who's going to be uh, available Sunday as of right now, Friday the twenty seventh. Of course. If you're looking for updated injury news and updated starts and sits, uh, make sure you follow us at Fantasy In Session on Twitter on Sundays. Um, we'll keep you up to date on who's going to be in and who's going to be out. Uh, the first bit of news right now, Rashad Penny has a good chance to return, according to Sleeper. Justin Jackson will, was seen in a walking boot, so that's not good. He's expected to be out a few weeks. Wait, wait, wait. One minute. Before I even get to the rest of the news and notes, the biggest news Melvin Gordon is back. Hey, man, I, I did not think he would be coming back this early. This man, that really sucks because hey. I, I definitely had Justin Jackson, and I was just waiting for the like the game that Justin Jackson took over the role from Austin Eckler because I thought I thought it was on his way, but now that Melvin Gordon's back, oh, yeah, I hated him. 
This about to transition a lot of fantasy leagues. A lot of guys who had Eckler and didn't have Gordon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shit about to shake up. I love it because I'm one of the people who didn't have uh, Eckler either. But, you know, somebody who had Eckler who wasn't expecting, they just had a running back one for the first, what, four weeks? So to to not have that on your team anymore is definitely a big blow for a lot of teams. So, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully you, 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 um, you listen to the podcast and you got a lot of depth at that running at that running back position. Uh, if you don't have Melvin Gordon, how much? Hey, what would you give? So Austin Eckler is playing the Dolphins. I don't. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but Austin Eckler is playing the Dolphins, right? Uh-huh. What would you trade? How much would you give up for like a one game? You know he's going to put up running back one numbers, especially with the news that Justin Jackson is getting out. They say Melvin Gordon could play um, now that Justin Jackson is um, out. For Sunday's game, but I don't expect him to get a, a significant role. I definitely expect uh, Austin Eckler to get like a bulk of the carries because it looks like the Chargers are sitting um, their starters. They're sitting <clears throat> Mike Williams with a back uh, injury also, and we know he played the last two weeks with the same injury. So I think it's against the Dolphins. They're just going to try to like take it off, take it easy, try to get everybody back healthy. Mm-hmm. So how much would you trade for Austin Eckler? That was the question, right? So how much would you trade for Austin Eckler, like to get a one week RB one and redraft? I, I wouldn't even trade, but if I did trade some, it'd be like somebody in the area of a. Would you trade Sony Michelle for Austin Eckler? That ain't. That might just be even because mm-hmm. even with Gordon back, you know Eckler gone. You know, have his running back two weeks. So, and Sony ain't really. I mean, I, and, I and stay, Melvin Gordon is, is injury prone. Upside. I stay with Sony upside, I guess. That's why I got to go with that one. Sony upside. Okay. Austin Eckler or Miles Sanders? <sighs> Miles Sanders. He's going to get more touches than Eckler when Gordon get back. Might as well just stay there. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Austin Eckler or LaShawn McCoy? I might, I might just I might go Eckler there. McCoy, what, where Williams? What's up with him? He back yet? No, he's he's hurt this week. That's he's on the news and notes. Well, I just said right now he's out for Sunday's game. Um, he didn't practice all week. He's out for Sunday's game. Uh, Scary Terry uh, is not putting fear in the hearts of his owners. He's gonna he's expected to play Sunday uh, despite being questionable all week. Uh, like I said before, Devonta Adams, uh, all systems are go. Not all systems are go, but after the MRI, the team said it's nothing to be. Um, it's not too serious, and it's, they're just gonna be careful with him and try to bring him back along. Um, Colts wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton missed practice all week with that quad injury again. So um, <clears throat> he's listed as doubtful right now. So if you got him in your lineup Sunday, I don't expect him to play. Uh, Rex Burkhead, I knew it was coming, uh, found his way on the injury report. Uh, he's questionable with a foot. Matt Stafford uh, is questionable, but I expect him to play. Uh, Jay Ajayi is back and he told all 32 teams that he's uh fully recovered from his ACL and he's ready to um play. So, so do you think so, anybody picks him up? Yeah, I see some people pick him up. How much how much fab you spending on bro? Uh probably nothing more than five dollars. I just wouldn't want nobody to get him for free. I guess I don't think I don't think he's available in a lot of like and especially not in our dynasty league. No, probably not in dynasty, but redrafts is available. You can probably get him for she probably for 
zero dollars now. He probably free yeah, that. That's I wouldn't want nobody to get him for cheap for zero dollars. So I'm definitely gonna put in at least five. Um, Case Keenum um, is not listed on the final injury report. He didn't practice a couple times this week, but he is definitely gonna be the starter on Sunday. Um, let me see what else we got. Uh, Julian Edelman is trending upward toward uh, playing on Sunday. So that's something to be on the lookout for. Amari Cooper practiced Fridays today, so he's going to be playing Sunday. He's expected to play Sunday at least. Mark Andrews practiced today. He's expected to play Sunday. Chris Godwin practiced today. He's expected to play Sunday. So that's a lot of that's good news for people who uh, were scared about his status going forward. Um, that's about all the injury and news notes I got. Do you have anything? Oh, I, I know a lot of people. I don't know how many people care about this, but Albert Wilson is expected to be back versus the Chargers on Sunday. I know a lot of people have aspirations for Albert Wilson to be the number one wide receiver out there in Miami. But I don't want any wide receiver in Miami. So Nothing to do with those guys down in Miami. I don't want that. Don't go there. Right. You see what happened when you go to Miami? Ask the owner of the Patriots. On big facts. All right. Um, you got any other news and notes? Nah, you, you're on top of the game. I think we hit it. Pause. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the week's this week's matchup. Uh, week four. We're gonna go ahead through each game like we do every week and give you our takes on um each fantasy relevant each fantasy relevant player. Uh, the first game we got is Carolina versus the Houston. Texans, uh, 46 point over under with the Houston expected to win by five points. I have Kyle Allen. I think he's a stream worthy quarterback uh, this week. Uh, he threw he threw the ball downfield. And that's something Cam uh, was expected to do this year, but he wasn't able to do because of the um, injury to his arm. Like I said before in, the, in preseason, um, average ball, average depth of for targeting hey, 9.4. Huh? I said you had to throw that in now. I'm just saying, man. Average uh, depth of target is 9.4. Um, you know, like I said last week, Curtis Samuel was getting the deep passes that DJ Moore was getting the underneath stuff. So, uh, of course, that's why Curtis Samuel got – well, everybody scored this Sunday. But and- Curtis, Samuel, Curtis Samuel was catching a deep ball because uh, Kyle Allen likes to throw it long. And, so- and also, to add with that, the Texans quarterbacks are really slow this week, so – Definitely. Uh, he led all quarterbacks with 10 or more throws of 10-plus yards in the air uh, last week, too. So I got him as a stream-worthy quarterback. I know uh, it's a lot of fades I got this week, so I think he's a, a good replacement for a lot of them. I got uh, Deshaun Watson as a – as a, you have to start him pretty much because of where you drafted him at and how um, he's valued. But I got definitely be cautious. Uh, the Panthers have average allowing only 189 passing yards a game, and they played some uh, some good offenses this year. They played Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, and they played Kyler Murray offense. Um, Deshaun Watson has been sacked 12 times this year. Uh, that's, that's the third t- – uh, that's, that is third in the NFL. The Panthers have 12 sacks themselves, and that's third in the NFL. So that's uh, their strength against their weakness. So I can see Deshaun Watson on his back a lot. Pause. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he's Just be cautious with him. If, if you could fade him, I would, but I don't know. How do you feel about him? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same thing with you. Just to add, Carolina is allowing the seventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. 
But, you know, you still got to start, Watson. He um, averaging five carries per game, which is fourth among all quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's paying dividends. But it's going to be a hard week for him. Yeah, I think that floor, I mean, he, he definitely has that safe floor. I just think hit that seal in his cap. I don't think he'll have one of those um, top five QB weeks this week. He could prove me wrong because he is that dynamic of a player, but I just don't think the matchup is good this week. Uh, CMC, of course, he is a start. Um, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, do you want to start any of them? Uh, I guess. No, not really. Probably probably Duke if you think they're going to be behind, but not really. Unless you I need a flex play. Yeah, I got both of them as a sit. Uh, they both split in snaps right now. They're, they're pretty pretty evenly. Uh, Carlos Hyde with 93 and Duke Johnson with 94. But the touches, believe it or not, are, are more in favor of Carlos Hyde. Uh, he's getting 41 to Duke Johnson's 23. But like you said, of course, if they are playing from behind, which I don't know, uh, Vegas has it as a low-scoring game. It's only a 46 over-under, and they played, they expected to win by a five. So it could be one of those Carlos Hyde games where they just pound the ball, you yeah. know, and just to check this, just just went over my notes and look, Watson rarely checks down to running backs, so that's really been limiting Duke Johnson right now. Yeah. So Duke might not be a good play anytime this year because okay. Watson likes to throw downfield. This is a big fact, uh, but I got both of them as a sit. But if you if you have to start Carlos Hyde in a in a um, in a pinch, I know it's bye weeks for a lot of players. Not a lot of players, but it's bye week. It's the first bye week for the first two teams. So if you need to start Carlos Hyde, I, w- I would feel good starting Carlos Hyde as maybe like an RB3 this week uh, with RB2 upside. Uh, Deshaun Hopkins I have as a start, uh, of course, because it's Deshaun Hopkins. I think this is going to be his get-back game. Uh, the last two weeks he's had uh, pretty, I guess, disappointing because of where you drafted him at as a number one wide receiver. He's had two disappointing games. So I think him versus James Bradbury, uh, he could be attacked, of course. I think James Bradbury gave up a 300-yard game to Julio, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay, I was about to say, bro, been, Hopkins have been up against Jalen Ramsey and Casey Hayward. <laughs> exactly. So I think this is this is, one of, this is going to be an easier matchup, and I, I expect him to come back to life this game. Uh, Will Fuller I have as a sit. Um, th- through the first two weeks, he just hasn't proved it to me. He had one uh, pass for 40-plus yards and one for 50, and that's it. I mean, Still. Still's been cutting into his play, but he's but Will Fuller is still playing well over ninety percent of the snaps. It's facts. But I just I, I just have to see. I think he just earned his way on the bench until you can see him put together like two back to back good weeks. I don't think he's earned a spot in your starting lineup yet. Hey. I think it's hey. other plays that's better than him, like Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel is definitely gonna start this week. Uh, he saw seven targets uh, compared to DJ Moore's two last week. And like I said, that average depth of, uh, of target went up. So, of course, Curtis Samuel's targets went up because he lo- he runs the longer routes. Uh, he's matched up against Jonathan Joseph, uh, who's allowed the fifth most yards in coverage this year, according to PFF. So I definitely think Curtis Samuel is one of the biggest starts this week. Uh I agree. Like you said, Allen throwing down field versus Cam Newton checking down to Moore. So if this keep transitioning, Moore going to move down and Samuel's going to move up each week. I don't know. I think we could see more of that um, that that 1A, 1B that we were looking for. Because I definitely think uh, DJ Moore still uh, deserves to be a start. Even though he did get the two targets last week, he did get a touchdown. 
Uh, DJ Moore, um, I got him as a start this week. Also, he's up against Lonnie Johnson Jr., who uh, PFF has graded as a 37. And um, we've seen what Keenan Allen did last week, so I expect DJ Moore to have uh, a good week also. Uh, Greg Olson uh, saw seven targets last week for 75 yards and two touchdowns. Um, do you th- I think he's a good start, especially in a uh, tight end um, where George Kittle is on the bye this week. So if you were looking for a tight end to stream, I think George uh, Greg Olson is a good tight end to stream. Yeah, I agree. He tied a most third amongst third against all tight ends and routes run at 102. So, you know, he getting a rock. Exactly. Uh, Jordan Aikens, I got him as a sit. Um, I know he went went off last week for 73 yards and two touchdowns uh, against the Chargers, but they were missing two of their starting safeties. And um, I just don't know if that was a matchup thing and they were trying to exploit the matchup or if he's a part of the offense, I think you can wait one more week and wait it out and see uh, rather than get burnt. I think you could rather go with a safer person with a safer floor like a Greg Olson than rather uh, chase the touchdowns with uh, Jordan Atkins. Yep. <clears throat> uh, the Chargers are at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Chargers are our big favorites by 15. Of course, I got all Dolphins sit them, um, all Chargers start them. Um, that was, of course that was a, that was including uh, Justin Jackson, but he got hurt. Uh, he was gonna be my start of the week, but you can see how that went. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got about that. Start all your Chargers, sit all your Dolphins. You shouldn't have any Dolphins on your team, but if you do, if you are one of the guys with uh, Keon Drake, sit him. Uh, but the thing is, Mike Williams not playing, Terry <laughs> not playing, so you start Keenan Allen, and who else they got over there? They got who else? So you start one of their twos. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I don't know. I think you just start Austin, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen, man. I don't really want to take no risk on the rest of them. Dontrell, I mean, mean, maybe. Or Travis Benjamin, you could possibly. Somebody gonna. Yeah, I mean, it is against the Dolphins too, so they expect they it's gonna points are gonna come somewhere, but I think you're taking a, a gamble at that point. Yeah, don't start none of them guys. Keenan Allen, Phillip Rivers, and Eckley. Exactly. Melvin Gordon, maybe. Nah, 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 nah. Wait, wait, wait. Let's see what let's see what happens first. But it would be all luck. Melvin Gordon comes out there and, and, and like tortures it. Um, Tampa Bay versus the uh, Los Angeles Rams, a fifty and a half point over under. The Rams are favored by nine and a half. This is going to be a high-scoring game, according to Vegas. I got Jameis Winston as a sit. Uh, the Rams' defense is just one thing that hasn't changed since last year. Um, they pressured Baker Mayfield last week, 90, uh, 46% of his dropbacks. Winston uh, has a 52.2 quarterback rating while under pressure. That's the 28th quarterback in the league. So uh, one plus one is always going to equal two, and that means sit Jameis Winston for me. I got Jared Goff as a start. Um Peyton and Ronald Jones. Um, I got them both as sits because you never know who, who's going to be the guy. You know what I mean? And they play in the Rams defense, so I don't even think you just want – I think the Rams defense is going to make them irrelevant anyway. Right. I think and, to run against them. and you never know when those running backs are going to get the chance to actually run the ball. So Exactly. Or which one is it going to be? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a Rams running back situation, but like with shittier runners. <laughs> 
Uh, I got Todd Gurley, man. Like, he's been really disappointing. But you have to start him. But I got next to my start, uh, be cautious. Uh, like I said before, it's Todd Gurley. He's getting, like, the 16 carries a game, but they're just not looking as pretty as, like, Todd Gurley's 16 carries a game should be looking. Um, he did um, – they're playing against the, uh, the Bucks defense, who look way improved under uh, Todd Boyle. They're only allowing three 3.4 yards per carry. And they played Barita, CMC, and Barkley. Right. Uh, so that, that I, just, I mean, that's just something to be wary about. And the fact that Ty Gurley has only gotten six targets all year is just something that just is is, is Ty Gurley. He's definitely gonna have to come to fantasy in session court next week if he doesn't have a good game. Bro, it uh, don't sound like he gonna have a good game. He, <laughs> he might be on that. As he might be on that sit list and start all the wide receivers, because I mean, but you have, but if you have Todd Gurley, you, I, I don't think yeah, you're you in do. a position you where you. Ha- I don't think you're in a position where you can sit him. I agree, it but hurts. that's why I said be cautious. I mean, be cautious. Just I'm not expecting nothing huge from Todd Gurley. I know everybody sees the Bucks and they're like, oh man, Todd Gurley's gonna have a bounce back game, but I, that Bucks defense is definitely not the Bucks defense of like the past. Um. I got Mike Evans. Um, I got you can if you can pivot off Mike Evans, I will also pivot off of him. But I know a lot of people can't, like myself. I think I'm gonna have to start him this week. Um, he will be matched up against a a, a key. I can't. Why can I say his name, man? Talib. There you go. Uh, Talib on the field. Um, since the Rams uh, start of 2018, they've only allowed 18 points uh, to just two wide receivers, and um. Mm. That's crazy. So I just don't think Mike Evans is going to be a good player. I know he had a, a, a big game last week, but I think it could be a trap uh, for a lot of people who are expecting the same type of play or, or that that wide receiver one game. I think he'll probably put up wide receiver two numbers, but I just don't expect a big game. Um, I got Chris Godwin also as a start, uh, but I just got be wary get be wary for him too. Um, he could find a lot of spots in the zone. Um, but I don't expect no no wide receiver one numbers from him either. Got another wide receiver two numbers. But if you got him, you have to start him pretty much. So that's why I got to start. Just be cautious. You can – one thing to uh, piggyback on that, you know, I just want to see if Brad healthy with the hip issue. That too, that too. And he's still lining up in slot at a 60% rate. And that will keep him away from Peters and Talib. But, that, but in the slot is Robbie Coleman, and he's, he's not no slouch either, so – like it's it's not it's not Peters or Talib, but Robbie Coleman is also pretty good. I don't know if he's seen a Chris Godwin yet. That's uh, we gonna see. We gonna see. Uh, I got the Rams wide receivers, of course. Start all of them, whichever one you have. Uh, out of the bunch, Cooper Cup is my favorite. Um, he's going against MJ Stewart, who's allowed night. Uh, who's allowed um. 44 out of 56 passes of 522 yards and six touchdowns. That's through 18, what, 19 games and a touchdown every nine targets. So Cooper Cup should see another good game this week in that slot. I just think him, like I said before, he is the Thunder buddy to uh, Jared Goff. That's who he looks for. Um, I got OJ Howard as a sit for me. Uh, he did okay last week with three catches and 66 yards, but. I don't. I don't think that that's enough to to warrant him being back on the field. He'll be matched up against uh, Eric Edel this week, and I don't think it's a good matchup at all for him. I'm still at a wait and see on OJ. Yeah, One out of three games. He's at a drop for me. 
if he don't if he don't prove me wrong, I think he's droppable at this point. I mean, because at this point, you're he's just a streamable tight end. Bruh, he's not been targeted, but we're gonna see this game. If you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if he if he if he gets if he gets targeted and he proves me wrong, then he 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 can keep that name as a tight end. Like, but if he doesn't, I think he's just no better than like a Greg Olson or somebody that you just plug in each week, like when you play the matchup. Moments like this just made me happy because it was several drafts when it was OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, and Hunter Henry on the board. And luckily, I crowd Ingram, bro. <laughs> oh, man. If you would have listened to me, you could have had uh, the number one tight end in the uh, fantasy right now if you just waited to the end to get your tight end. I mean, I, I did listen to you. You said Ingram was going to be better than – Yeah, uh, out of them, and he is. <laughs> but I'm saying you could have had Mark Ing- Mark Andrews. I got I got uh, Waller, so you had my own sleeper. This is very true. This is very true also. We both did good. Uh, Kansas City – is at Detroit Lions. Uh, if it's a 54-point over-under, so this is another high-scoring game, Vegas expect. Kansas City is expected to win by seven points. Of course, start Patrick Mahomes. Nothing more to elaborate there. Uh, Matthew Stafford I got as a start this week. Also, he's going to be in a shootout. Um, and Matt Stafford looks to be back to that form before he had broken bones in his back when he was a, a top-seven quarterback to, uh, to back in back-to-back years. So I think he's one of those good streams this week. I'm pretty sure he's on a lot of people's uh, waiver wire. So, I, uh, like I said before, like uh, you had a Deshaun Watson and you wanted to play somebody else that was in a better matchup, Matt Stafford versus that Kansas City uh, uh, defense, I think is a good matchup that he can exploit. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, everybody has exploited that defense so far in 2019. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs running back, um, of course, Damon Williams is not playing. Um, you just never know. I don't know who's going to be starting. Of course, I think you start LaShawn McCoy. And I think if you got uh, Darren Williams, you can start him too. Yeah, yeah. As a, as a running back to a flex, yeah. Yeah, I think he you put him a flex. 54% of the snaps while McCoy had 38%. But the the Lions defense is pretty good against the run, even though they do where they do allow the yards is is through the air to the running backs, and that was a position that uh, Damian Williams played, and that's where Darren Williams seemed to have took it over. But Lashawn McCoy did catch that screen last week, so I mean I'm, that's a tricky situation. I, I, I definitely, I, if you I, have Lashawn McCoy, I think just with this over under being so high, the points are going to be um, coming from all different kind of places. Definitely, if you have Lashawn McCoy, um, I, if you have Darren Williams, I guess I guess you. What do you think? I think it's the other way around. You start Darrell Williams and then mm. you have LaShawn McCoy because Darrell Williams played 54% of the snaps last week and, and mm-hmm. McCoy still is questionable with the ankle injury, so the snap count can still go Darrell Williams' way this week. And also, Detroit has looked okay, but they still have been underwhelming against running backs. So Darrell might be a good look this week. I mean, they did pretty good against Philly last week, though. And Philly ain't did shit against nobody. This was but the first yeah, game. I mean, but they were supposed to be the, the running backs that people came supposed to see. <laughs> this is a fact. Uh, Johnson, um, I have him as a start. Uh, he got 20 of the 25 carries last week, so that's that's definitely a positive sign. Uh, I guess the, the Lions see him as a running back uh, one overall. Um, he uh, he was, of course, he played the Eagles last week, so the yards weren't there, but he definitely got the volume, so that's something I was looking at. Um, 
I don't think he'll see many rushes because I think it'll be such a like a, a high scoring game. But I definitely think he'll be getting the passes out of the backfield, and that's that's that'll give him a solid floor right there. So I think him, I got him as a safe start this I, week. I think you you you. You rushing against uh, the Chiefs. They allowed over 100 yards and three scores to Mark Ingram last week and surrendering a league worst 6.2 yards per rush and oh. 1.3 rushing TDs per game this year, which is... Yeah, I mean, but I don't, think, I don't think the Lions will have the chance to run the ball as much. I think the, the, that is what the Ravens do is run the ball. So whether they winning or they losing, they're going to run the ball. Like the Lions, once they get behind, if they get behind like two scores, I think Matt Stafford is just going to let that thing fly. That ball is going to be flying around. Like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't see carry on running as much, but I definitely do see him catching the passes. I mean, I think still think he's a safe start. And he's going to be on the field. He's the running back. He's going to be many, on the field. Though. How many rushes do you awesome. see KJ getting? Um, somewhere between 13 and 15. All right, now thirteen times six. Uh, what? So thir- matter of fact, six times. Tw- I ain't even finna do the math. That's what? enough yards right there. Thirteen. <laughs> they they're allowing six yards per rush. So thirteen times six. That's well over a hundred. I'm sure. Thirteen times six. I don't know. Yeah, probably. No, what's that? Eight, one, seven. That's uh eighty eighty something yards. It's not well over a hundred. Damn. Okay, boy. my bad. Well, eighty yards. Math, that's boy, that Clayton County math. <laughs> Hey, Lee Clay called along. We we made it. We made it, mama. But yeah, I still got him as a start. Um, Sammy Watkins. Um, I de- I got him as a start this week. I definitely I got all Chiefs wide receivers as a start. That's for one. I got Sammy Watkins as a start, but um, he'll be playing against Darius Slay, so I think that upside is capped again. But you just don't know with Patrick Mahomes who's gonna catch the touchdown. You know that's the thing. Uh, Demarcus Robinson wasn't expected to have a big week last game, but he got saved by the the, the, the long touchdown. And so you, that could be Sammy Watkins this week. That could be Nicole Harmons. You definitely you just don't know. So that's why I say start whichever one you got. Both of them had big games last week, so I think they'll both uh, still do the same thing this week. Um, I got Kenny G as a start. I got Marvin Jones has redeemed himself too, so you can start him. Travis Kelsey, of course, is a start. I got TJ Hawkinson as one of those uh, stream-worthy tight ends. The Chiefs gave up uh, nine catches and 87 yards to the tight ends last week of the Ravens. So I think TJ Hawkinson could be in line for a lot of passes with the uh, with this high-scoring game that we should see. So basically, just almost start start everybody. everybody. <laughs> yeah. If, if you if I think if if it's, if the game has a 50 or more over uh, point over under, I'm starting everybody that I have. Pretty much, that's fantasy relevant. That's that's pretty much how I look at it. If it's gonna be a shootout out that, I just want as many um, shares in that game as I can get. Um, of course, that's fantasy relevant. Um, Tennessee at the um, Atlanta Falcons, a forty-six, uh, a forty-six point over under. The Atlanta Falcons are expected to win by four and a half points. I got Marcus Mariota is a sit. Um, Keanu Neal is out, so that could be a big factor, but I just don't see Mariota. I just don't want to start him nowhere because you never know which Mariota you're going to get. Like, he could be the Mariota. I don't know. I don't know. He could be the Mariota that throws a touchdown to himself, you know what I'm saying, puts the team on his back, or he could be the Mariota that throws a touchdown to the Falcons. Hopefully Mariota is not on your team, and hopefully if he is on your team – 
he's not in your weekly decisions. Like, do I start Mariota or do I start the other quarterback? Because if, if so, position. you're not winning the ship. Yeah, you probably want to hang it up, my guy. But if you have Matt Ryan, who has as a start, uh, he should definitely take advantage of the of the, the man defense he's going to see. Um, yeah. Uh, the offensive line, I just hope it holds up enough for Matt Ryan to get the ball out of his hands. Of course, the defensive line for the Tennessee Titans is their strong point. The defense period for the Tennessee Titans is their strong point, but they play a lot of man defense, and you're playing man against Julio Calvin really on the outside with Muhammad Sanu running uh, the middle routes and Austin Hooper, like who you going to cover? You can't keep him for that long. So I think Matt, Matt Ryan has another good game. He's had 300-yard games in three games, three-plus uh, games and two touchdowns in each game. So he's putting up another one of those high fantasy um, years this year. And I, I can dig it. It's going to be a tough game. He ain't going to be at his ceiling this week, but he should still do okay. Hey, that's my quarterback, man. I know a lot of the Falcon fans. I'm not going. I'm not even going to get there. I'm not even going to go there because it's not a Falcon <laughs> podcast. It's not a Falcon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, Derek Henry, man, I got him as a start. Um, but just be uh, just because of the volume he's going to get alone, I do think he could be game scripted out if the Falcons get off to a hot start. Uh, they should be. Here we go. I'm not going. It's not a Falcon podcast, but they should be getting off to a hot start. They should be mad about um, how the Colts did them, and they came out in the second half against the Colts uh, way hotter, and they they won the second half, but we just have enough points. Yeah, so that, there uh, goes that. Well, but. If they come out against the Tennessee Titans, they're gonna have to. The Titans are gonna have to throw the ball a lot more, and that could put Derrick Henry um, out of the game and put Derrick uh, Deion Lewis onto the game. So he might be a good play, but I'm not confident in him enough to start him. The Falcons have also been tougher against the runs uh, since Week One. Of course, the Dalvin Cook. Uh, they've allowed 121 yards on 39 carries to the Eagles and Marlon Mack, and have allowed 3.1 yards a carry and only one touchdown. So I think the floor is there for Derrick Henry because he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, but I think that ceiling is capped. I don't think the Falcons are the Falcons' defense of pass. I think uh, that's something if that, that stats probably don't show. Well, the stats do show that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I agree. It's going to be a tough matchup. And don't have a tight scoring too many points, so Henry won't have too many opportunities. Exactly. Uh, I got Devonta Freeman as a sit, though. Um, the Tennessee Titans are very good against the run. I come on here and say every week they shut down Fournette. They shut down Marlon Mack. Uh, I say they shut down Nick Chubb, but he got saved because of the passes. But uh, they shut down Nick Chubb, and I definitely see Devonta Freeman getting shut down again. You know, Smith is back this week. Uh, he cleared concussion protocol. That's another piece of news. Uh, Corey Davis I have as a start this week. Um if you haven't found out by now, my favorite team is the Falcons, so I watch them every week, and we give up a lot of yards through the air, and Keanu Neal is out. Uh, we play a lot of soft zones, so I think Corey Davis could potentially um, in a in a comeback game where uh, Mariota would have to be throwing a lot, see some targets, and it's a, a easier cup matchup than the matchups he's had in uh, previous games. Uh, he's be facing Desmond Trufant, and he's not that uh, he's not a shutdown cornerback. Just put it at that. Uh, I don't know, bro. Ever since the ever since AJ Brown came on and Adam Humphreys has came on, Davis target shares target shares have dropped from twenty six percent to fourteen percent. 
So but, you know, he played Jalen Ramsey. He's played well. He should have had a good game against the uh, Colts. Um, but he played Jalen Ramsey. I'm trying to think, I'll, I'll come back to me. I'll get who he played in the other two games. All right, I'm I'm coming back. And rookie Brown, he actually leads the receivers in target shares at 16%, and is the big play guy ranking inside the top 10 in yards after catch perception at 8.6. So that is some to watch. Corey Davis is not looking like the guy anymore. It's looking like they're going towards A.J. Brown. And then last week, Humphreys had the most targets. So this is just... Uh, I mean, Denzel uh, Ward. True. But it's just something, it's something to look at, bro. Corey yeah, Davis. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not, I, I don't have him on my team. So I'm just saying for people who still are holding on to Corey Davis, if you are going to play Corey Davis, I think this is the game to play him. Um... I mean, but hopefully you don't have Corey Davis. But it might be know. time to drop, bro. I if, if he don't do nothing this game, it's definitely time to drop him. Uh, Julio, I got as a start. Calvin Ridley, I have as a start. Um, like I said, they've been playing a lot of men, and Calvin Ridley is pretty much perfect against men. Uh, Adore Jackson has allowed 115.9 QBR last year uh, against when, when while in man coverage. So. That's just one plus two makes two again. I mean, plus <laughs> one plus one makes two again. So that there goes that. Delaney Walker it was back at practice today. Uh, I think he's a starter against the Falcons. The Falcons have given up seven catches with 93 yards on eight targets to Ebron and Doyle last week. Um, and it also has Austin Hooper as a start because Dirk Cutter likes tight ends. I don't know how many times I got to say that before y'all believe me. I can dig it. All righty, then let's go ahead to the Seattle versus the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals are at home. The over-under is 47 and a half points, but Seattle is favored by five. I got Russell Wilson as a starter. I think he's bringing it back one time. He looks to be passing the ball a lot more. Uh, he's running the ball. So, man, uh, all the snacks I talked against Russell Wilson is probably going to come back and bite me, but whatever. He got um, that running game ain't looking too good. Definitely not, but hopefully it gets back on track. Football. Hopefully it gets back on track, man. Against the Cardinals, if they if they don't get back on track against the Cardinals, then it's gonna be a long season for the people like me who drafted Chris Carson. Uh, Kyler Murray, I have at the start. Uh, the Seahawks are ranked 16th against giving up fantasy um, points to quarterbacks. Um, Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater, and Andy Dalton are the quarterbacks that they faced, and they still are 16th. So that just says that Russell Wilson should have a good day against them. <clears throat> I mean, not Russell Wilson, but Kyler Murray should have a good day against them just because of the volume alone. He throws the ball a lot. I don't believe in the offense, but he th- he's, he definitely throws the ball at least 40-plus times. So, I mean, the volume is there. And he started running last week, and that's just something that he hasn't done before. Um, <clears throat> he had 69 yards last week, uh, 8.6 yards of carry, so that's something positive. Like I said before, Chris Carson, um, I got as a start, of course, with the penny news still uh, in the air. Even though he has fumbled over the ball four times, Pete Carroll has still came out and said that um, that he is the workhorse running back and that they should have a short-term memory. because um, and He even said that one of the punch-outs were one of the best punch-outs he's seen like ever. So Pete Carroll hasn't gave up on him. So I think that's a positive, but I don't think he has too many more chances. Like, no, nah, uh, not at all. That's not how many in all. how many in three weeks? Like four. He done laid it. He done laid the egg four times. Yes, not sir. four, but four. Yes, sir. Get his ass out of there. 
I mean, let's not get his ass out of there because I got him on my team. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Come on, Chris Carson. We're going to see what he do. CMC t- uh, torched him. Lamar Jackson torched him. So, come on, Chris. If, if it's not this game, then it's gonna. Then I need to start thinking about no, something. Bro, you shouldn't be worried about him torching them. You should be worried about him not fumbling this well, game. Well, that, that, <laughs> that includes him torturing him if he don't fumble the ball. So, you know what I'm saying? If, if he don't do it this week, we definitely going to have to start looking at him, all my Chris Carson fans. <laughs> David Johnson I have as a start. I don't think he'll have a big game against the ground as the Seahawks have held Connor and Mixon to 46, I mean, to 43 yards on 17 carries. That's like combined. But they gave up yards through the air, and that's where DJ will eat. Um, so I think he's a safe start this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett has of his start. I know a lot of people were scared after that first week where he had one target, but uh, through the last two weeks, he put up 26 targets. He caught 21 of them for 233 yards and a touchdown, and the Cardinals have allowed 15 plays of 20-plus yards a game. So go ahead and fire up your DK Metcalf, uh, too. <clears throat> I just think uh, they're both going to have – they're probably going to probably have 20 uh, – not 20 games, but they're both going to have pretty good games. Um, I think DK is slowly getting to that. Lo and behold, I think he's going to be a safe play every week. I know yes, I'm talking a, a lot of shit about him. Yeah, as a wide receiver too, he's uh, getting a consistent usage. He's averaging 24 yards per catch, which is second, second most in football right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you hit – Head on the nail, bro. Or the hammer on the nail. However, <laughs> they say it. Lamar, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the old man, is a top 15 wide receiver this year. Stardom. Christian Kirk is averaging 10 carries, I mean, 10 targets a game. Stardom. Hey. He just hasn't scored. He just hasn't scored the touchdowns yet, and that's just something um, to, that's going to come. He's out targeted. Uh, Fitzgerald, 32 to 20. Um, if just um so the, the touchdown Larry but, Fitzgerald just has two touchdowns. That's the I got thing. I got um Kirk is sixth in the league and targets at twenty nine while Fitzgerald is eighth in the league with twenty eight with the pass happy offense. That's my stats, but um, I got thirty two to twenty. Mm. Let me look let's look it up right quick, huh? Right. What does sleeper say? <laughs> um Sleeper has Larry at 31 targets and 18 receptions, while Sleeper has Kirk with 32 targets and 20 receptions. So it's a one target difference for 22. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, uh, we'll go, uh, so fire both of them boys up, right? Exactly. Uh, Damien Bird, I hope I said his first name right. Demir Bird, it's probably Demir. Demir Bird has as a sleeper. Uh, he's just he flashes on the TV every time, and I look like him and Kyler uh, Murray have a good rapport. If you are in a scratch for a wide receiver, I think he could be. You could luck up with him this game. Will Disley, I have as a start uh, for me. The Cardinals have allowed 11.6 yards per target to tight ends, and that's the most in the NFL. Um, they've given up top performances to uh, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, and Greg Olson. So Will Disley is just the next up in that uh, tight end lineup that's going to have a big game against them. And and for the rest of the year, Nick Vanette has been traded. So it's looking like Disley is that guy. 
Yes, sir. Um, Minnesota versus the Chicago Bears, a 38.5 over under. Chicago is favored about two points, so it's expected to be a low-scoring game. Kirk Cousins, I have as a sit. The Bears are allowing the six fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, and Kirk Cousins hasn't shown me anything that say he'll overcome that defense. I got Mitch Trubisky as a sit because he looks like hot garbage right now this year. Dalvin Cook, uh, the number – is he the number one running back yet? Dalvin Cook? Yeah, he might be the number one. He's the number one or two running back in the uh, uh, fantasy right now and have PPR leagues. Uh, nah, so he's the number one. He the number, number one. one. I know Austin, Austin Eckler was the number one previously, so I just wanted to make sure. I didn't want to tell yeah. people wrong. So Dalvin Cook, of course, the number one running back in fantasy right now. You're going to start him. David Montgomery and Tyreek Cohen. What are you gonna do with them? You started uh, this thing. I'm start Montgomery. He getting he, he gonna get his touches. I'm I'm waiting to look on Cohen, but you see Montgomery is the best back running the football. So he I gonna mean, get but against, a, against that against the Minnesota defense though. Oh, I thought you were saying out of two. Uh, I, I feel like if you can sit him, you can. But I feel like he's gonna fall off in the end zone. Over the last 19 games, they've allowed 13 running backs to finish as top 24 running backs. So that's True. not a lot, if you know. If you, do, if you know yeah. math. If you don't know Clayton County, <laughs> Clayton County math like me and Javar. Um, and, and now you don't know what he's doing with the backfield, so I'm going to have to retract on that. Yeah, sit them guys until Nagy figure things out. I got them out. both as a sit, especially against that Minnesota defense. Uh, Stephon Diggs, I think, has earned his way to the bench. Uh, this could be the week though that um, that he uh, has like I guess a little bit of a comeback game. Hopefully he scores a touchdown. Uh, the Bears defense, if there is a weak spot on the defense, is the cornerbacks. Uh, Prince Mukamara and Kyle Kyle Fuller are allowing a seventy percent catch uh, rate right now. Um, but I just think Diggs has earned his way on the bench, or rightfully so, and I think he has to earn his way back into a lot of people's starting lineup. So I don't think he's as safe as a every week's uh, start like he was. Adam Thielen, on the other hand, I do have as a start. He's getting a <clears throat> consistent targets in the offense. Uh, even though uh, Deshaun D- uh, Stephon Diggs is getting the red targets, Adam Thielen uh, seems to be the guy. <clears throat> so, I mean, he's getting the touchdowns too, and he's he's been producing. So I think he's earned his right to still start in the lineup, even though it is a tough matchup against the Chicago Bears. Uh, yeah. Robinson is a sit for me. He's seen seven targets in the last uh, – in each game, not even in the last. In each game this uh, year, he's seen seven targets. He just hasn't scored a touchdown. But he'll be matched up against Xavier Rose, and um, we all know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't start him, guys. Mitch ain't looking good either, so. Mitch ain't looking like nothing. Taylor Gabriel last week did catch three touchdowns from him, but I have him as a sit. Uh, he he was on the <clears throat> injury report. Uh, he had he suffered a concussion at the end of last uh, Monday night's game, and I just think uh, he had two targets the week before. You know, of course he had three touchdowns Monday, but he had two targets the week before, and I think he needs to earn his way into your lineup. I don't think the three right. touchdowns. Yeah, I don't, don't think he don't take the touchdowns. He was. He was uncovered on two broken plays, so don't get hyped. Touchdowns are some of the most is the most unpredictable thing in fantasy football, so I don't chase touchdowns. You chase the volume. 
I mean, that, that great play he did make. It was a great play. <laughs> right. It was a great pitch. That makes you want to pick him up, but, bruh, don't fall for the hype. Don't. Uh, Trey Burton I have as a sneaky start uh, as one of those streamable tight ends. Uh, he's back healthy, and, of course, if Taylor Gabriel does miss the game because of the concussion, that frees up some targets for him. And the Vikings have given up uh, some numbers to tight ends. Um, Austin Hooper had – Austin Hooper had a nine catch performance for 77 yards. And of course, Darren Waller had that 13 catch 134 yard game. So I think that Trey Burton could be a start. If you're looking for a tight end and a pinch. I can dig that. I like that tape. Uh, Jacksonville will be playing the, at the Denver Broncos is a 39 point over under Denver is uh, expected to win by three points. I got Gardner Minshew as a sit. Uh, Denver has allowed the four fewest corner, uh, four fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, Fifty-five completions. That's the second fewest in the league, and uh, two touchdowns. That's the fourth fewest in the league. Um, I know they haven't been producing a lot of points as far as fantasy wise. The Denver defense, or have gotten sacked. Have they gotten a sack? Have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb got a sack yet? I know they haven't. Got one as far last time I remember, but I can't think if they had one last game. I know they didn't through the first two weeks. As of now, the team has no sacks yeah, or INTs. Yep. And they still have allowed the four fewest points to quarterback. So I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to come out there and light them up, <laughs> even though he has been looking good this year. Um, Joe Flacco has as a sit. Um, I believe Jalen Ramsey will play Sunday. He's been like back and forth. Of course, I live in Jacksonville, so I hear a lot. Um, a lot of Jacksonville fans are pretty mad at him, but he had a bait at first. He was sick, quote unquote, and then he had a, a I think his wife is pregnant, so they're giving birth uh today. So he flew back to, to Tennessee to do that. So they're expecting him to play on Sunday. I was listening to the radio on my way home from work today, but. It's, they still don't know if he is going to play or not, but I still have Joe Flacco as a sit because I think the Jacksonville defense is just uh, strong enough even with that, with him sitting. Um, I got Leonard Fournette as a start. Uh, he is getting 100% of the touches in the backfield, even though he hasn't scored. I think the Denver defense hasn't given up 96 rushing yards yet, um, but they have allowed five rushing touchdowns, and I think this might be the week that he sees the end zone. Oh, start your Leonard Fournette. Phillip, Lindsey, and Royce Freeman, I think they're both um, – there's nothing you can say about them. They're split in pretty much every category there is, even down to the red zone. I think they're both flex plays at this point and just hope the one that you start gets the touchdown. Yeah, just something to watch. Right now, you know, Lindsey did go off. Last week, so if Lindsay that was because that um Royce got hurt though too. Um, well, when opportunity presents itself and you take advantage of it, things like this happen, Gabe. You lose touches. (laughs) So if Lindsay comes out and have another big game, this is something to worry about. Yep, Uh, I got DJ Shark as a sit this week. Uh, He is the number one wide receiver, so he'll probably be um. Getting that Chris Harris treatment, um, and Chris Harris is now shadowing, and we've seen what he did against Allen Robinson and Devontae Adams, and I don't think DJ Shark is better than any of those guys. Um, he's given up nine catches and 97 yards and zero touchdowns uh, the last two weeks, so that's just uh, show you. That's combined. 
So I think DJ Shark is a sit this week for me. Uh, D.D. Westbrook is also a sit for me this week. Um, I just think it's going to be one of those nasty, rough and tough games with a lot of running the ball, a lot of hitting, and a lot of blocking. And I don't see it, the ball flying a lot in the air. Uh, I got Emmanuel. How do you feel about that? I, I can dig it, you know. Shark could probably be a flex play, but it's since he's not one. But it's gonna be a tough matchup. But yeah, I agree with everything. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, I got him as a sit. He'll probably be playing against Jalen Ramsey. Um, if Jalen Ramsey plays, if not, he'll be playing against um Boye, and that's not too much of a slouch, even though Jalen Ramsey is better than Boye. But that Jalen Ramsey is like a one one in a million athlete, so. But uh, Boye is no slouch either. And either way, Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton will be playing against one of the two also, and I got him as a sit too. Uh, Dallas in, Dallas is playing at New Orleans. It's a 47-point over-under. Dallas is expected to win by two and a half. I got Dak as a start. Um, he has been playing against bad defenses all year. But let me tell you something, the Saints are aren't uh that much better you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> they've been giving up uh the most point the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks that's 30.4 and uh they gave up four rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks so if dak is using his legs like he did last week he'll probably eat again this week um <laughs> yes sir yes sir we saw what russell wilson did to him i think dak um and that new offense still looks good and i think they come on to uh St. New Orleans and um, come in marching into town if you do. Hopefully they do because we need the Saints to lose a couple games. I would um, just say this will be the only time I'll be rooting for the Cowboys. Yeah, for sure. Like, if Drew Brees is hurt and we not, like, like getting the edge up on a division, like, something is wrong. But this is not a Falcon podcast. So on to Teddy Bridgewater, who I have as a sit. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, of course, is a start. Alvin Kamara, of course, is a start. Uh, Amari Cooper, I got – of course, as a start, um, even though he'll be faced against um, Marshawn Lattimore. I was about to say, I remember like two weeks ago, you was No, that was last week when I told y'all don't start DK Metcalf against him. And if you listen to me, you were right. I mean, I was right. Um, <clears throat> he had one catch against uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I, I went here last week. I'm talking about two weeks ago. Who they play? That was that. I was telling y'all don't start DK against him. That was that. Yeah, that was last week. You was here for the last one. No. Uh, you was here because y'all was arguing against me. You can go back and listen to it. And I was right. Amari Cooper, we uh, he torched Xavier Howard last week. Um, so I definitely think you can still start him this week. It'll be a tough matchup, but I think Amari Cooper and Dak just have a good connection right now. Um, I got Randall Cobb. Um, you can definitely put him in as your flex. He had a 50-yard pass touchdown that was called back last week, and that didn't show up on the stats. So it looked like he didn't have a good game, but that that, uh, that touchdown was called back. And, of course, Michael Gallup is still out. And with Amari Cooper getting most of the coverage, I think he could be uh, freed up for some targets. Um, yeah, Michael Thomas, you have to start him. Him and Kamara are getting over 50% of the targets right now. Uh, Jason Witten, believe it or not, I have as a start um, 12 mm-hmm. targets this year, uh, 10 catches for 94 yards and two touchdowns. So that's efficient as you can get. And the Saints gave up uh, two touchdowns to Will Disley last week. I don't know, bro. I hope you ain't out there having to start the goddamn I mean, Cadillac. Looking, I, don't, I don't, I mean, I don't have many 
tight ends that I could start every week except for Mark Andrews in a couple leagues because I played the tight end dream game. So I think if you play in the matchups, I think Jason Witten is in a bad play right now. Yeah. I think so. We'll see. We'll see. He's very efficient, man. And he's, he's and when he when he gets targeted, he catches the ball, and they seem to be close to the end zone. I'm just, I'm just well, saying, Will Disley did a lot of work last week. You it's know? touchdown to die for the, for the guy. He's not. You that's know, for most. That's for most tight ends, though. Yeah, I think it's tight. End, I think it's touchdown to die for Jared Cook. It's definitely touchdown to die, and he's not getting any targets. So <laughs> he I did already. Um, on to the next game. I got the Bengals are at the Pittsburgh Steelers is a 43 and a half point over under Pittsburgh is expected to win by four. I got any Dalton as a stream worthy quarterback for me this week. Uh, the Steelers added, they did add a uh, Mika Fitzpatrick uh, last week and they forced five turnovers. Uh, they only pressed Jimmy G 30% of the time. But in that new office, um, Andy Dalton still looks to be thriving. He's throwing that ball around the yard. They're looking like the Rams out there. Well, the Rams like diet, the diet Rams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, um, I think he's 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 earned his right to be stream, uh, uh, in a starting lineup right now, especially if you're going through one of those weeks where you uh, your quarterback has a bad matchup like uh, Baltimore versus Cleveland, which we'll get to. Uh, it's a lot of bad matches out there, and I think Andy Dalton is in one of the better matchups. Uh, Mason Rudolph, I have as a sit. He looked horrible last week. Um, did you know that he only completed two passes past the line of scrimmage, and those two were the touchdowns? Ah, oh, man. Yes, sir. Uh, the Bengals' defense is trash, um, but no, <laughs> but no QB has no QB has scored under 16 points against him, so. Mason Rudolph could have a bounce back game. I just see um, the Steelers are going to run the ball as much as they can to, to take the to take the game out of. I believe they're going to take the, try to take the game out of Mason Rudolph's hands. So I definitely I just have him as a sit for me this week. We gonna see. Uh, James Conner, I have as a start for the reason why I just said they're going to try to bleed the clock out, and James Conner is going to get most of the ball. Uh, the Bengals can't stop the run. They've given up 350 yards and three touchdowns, and that's to the 49ers and the Bills over the last two weeks, and both of them didn't have their starting running backs in. So um, I definitely think James Conner is in line for a bounce-back game because he's due for one. Um, I got Joe Mixon as a start. Uh, he needed that touchdown last week, but that was against the Bills defense. Uh, they're pretty good. <clears throat> he did. He saw two targets, so that's something good. Uh, the Steelers have given up 43.1 uh, points PPR uh, through the air alone. That's the second in the NFL to running backs. Um, Gio Bernard does see the field a lot, but Mixon is leading that snap count by 25, uh, 75 to 25, so I don't think there's nothing to be scared of there. I think Mixon has earned his way back into a start role. I went and traded for him in the redraft league. I traded Sony Michelle and Demarcus Robinson for him. Mm, way to get those monkeys off your back. Well, Sony. Well, I got – because I have uh, Tyreek Hill in that league too. And so he's coming back sooner or later. So I, I feel like Demarcus Robinson is going. He's only had value for a couple more weeks. So I might as well sell him as high as I could. Well, I didn't really sell him. Well, I guess so because I did get Joe Mixon. In that trade, I just felt like you got rid of uh, Sony. He's yeah. huge letdown right now. Definitely, I wanted. I needed something better than that. Uh, I feel like Joe Mixon has a little bit more upside. 
with the right, catch. Joe, you know Sony Michelle has. Well, I get to him when we get to that game. Hey, um, Tyler Boyd, I got as a start. Uh, he's now averaging ten targets a game, so I think he's an every week starter. John Ross, I had as a sit. Uh, he came back down to earth last week. Uh, he let a lot of people down. He hurt a lot of people with that two point performance. So I think I need to see it again. How about you? I've been, I've been preaching. Yeah, but he is getting six targets a game. So, I mean, the volume is still there, but I've seen him drop some balls, balls, you know what I'm saying, Uh, when I was watching the tape. So, I mean, I I did spend some fab on him, and he was in a starting lineup for me last week. So, for me personally, I have him as a sit. He has to show me that he's that guy again before I put him back in my lineup. Um, And and A.J. Green practicing. Well, he's starting to move around. I ain't going to say practicing. He's yeah, I don't think he's practicing, but he's 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 coming. Pause. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, I have it as a start. Last week he had seventy a seventy six yard touchdown, and he finished the yard, and he finished the game with uh, seventy nine uh, yards. So um, that's just it's not it's not pretty good, man. Like I said before, Mason Rudolph looked horrible, but he is in a good matchup this week against Tony McRae, who was PFF has ranked as a fifty two point eight. Uh, uh, graded cornerback, so he should hopefully see um, he consistent targets and probably a better game. Hopefully, uh, Mason Rudolph can get the ball down the field, which I thought he was going to be good at, but I don't know what happened. If, Jay- if you're if you're a Juju owner like me, you're hoping for Juju to go off this week so you can sell him next week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got James Washington as a start this week. I think uh, the, the, the upside is there. Uh, they're playing against the Bengals defense. Uh, hopefully this is the week we see one of those connections. Um, I got Deontay Johnson as a sit. Uh, I think he just had a big play last week. He just happened to be the guy. But that James Washington connection I've seen before. So I think if you're looking for an upside play, um, you're looking for a big point guy, I think this could be the game where James Washington gives you that. Vance McDonald, I have as a <clears throat> as a sit. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, he, they say they sl- uh, he's been seen in a sling, and they bought in Nick Vernet from the uh, Seattle Seahawks. They traded for him during the week, so I think you can fade Vance Dance. That yeah. sucks because didn't Carlos just trade for him? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was uh, this. <laughs> it was against you, and then you just trade Carlos. Right. I don't want to say the trade because it was the trade was what two weeks ago. So it was I traded I traded um Chubb and Vance McDonald for Bell, Disley, and Melvin Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> you got Melvin Gordon. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So my running back's about to be Melvin Gordon, uh Le'Veon Bell, and Marlon Mack. That's good. This is a redraft, right? Yeah. All right. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I right. can take that from one year looking at yeah, I was about to say, hold on, hold on, hold on. That might be a collusion. We might have to take a vote on that. <laughs> no collusion. However, however you say it. <laughs> the Patriots are at the Buffalo Bills, a 42 and a half point over under the New England is expected to win by seven points. Um, believe it or not, I have Tom Brady as a sit this week for me, guys. Uh, the Bills have yet to give up 17 points to an opposing quarterback. Um, the top 10 in the run and the pass. So I think to date, uh, Sunday is going to be a tough matchup. I don't know where the points are going to come from, 
but I don't think you want to take a chance if you, especially if you're in a one quarterback lead, there are definitely better plays than Tom Brady this week. There, uh, there, there are better plays, but Tom Brady is averaging around 30 attempts so far throughout three games. So it's but he's playing against Brady. way less than opponents too. Brady he hasn't even finished some of the games. I, I mean, he, this is the first game where he's at. He's away one, and they're playing against. One of the I want to say the the Bills are top five uh, passing offense, passing defense right now. I mean, last week he played against the Jets, and the Jets ain't no cupcake. The Jets were, the Jets were man, the Jets are missing their quarterback. They're playing from behind all the time. The they're missing um the their middle linebacker. The Jets are not healthy right now. The Bills are actively three and and0 team that are healthy, and I think they're they're, they're I don't know, man. This might be an upset. See, team. see. He, I'm just saying it's both two great defenses playing each other, and then it's one great offense playing a, a okay offense. So I just I just feel like Bill's defense is gonna be on the field more. And Tom Brady with his check downs, James White, and you know the check down king across yeah. that middle. So I'm just saying when a great play of great defense, things happen. You seen what uh Rodgers did to the Bears. I don't think it's going to happen against the Bills, though. We're going to uh, see. We're going to see. Uh, Josh hey, Allen, the great white hope. Um, man, if you need to go watch a game to go see the great white hope in all his glory, go watch the last game he played against the Bengals. Man, he looked unstoppable out there at, at times. Like He looked, man, like diet uh, Patrick Mahomes. Him and everybody <laughs> who done played the Bengals have looked like diet Patrick Mahomes. But but, but we'll see. I mean, go. I mean, I feel like everybody should watch that game if you want to in, see it. In real life, no. But in I'm, fantasy, I'm fantasy, with the Russian, with the Russian his rushing give him great upside. Great floor. And it's good defense that he's about to play. Mm. He's, you know he's still going to rush. I got him as a sit, though. And playing with this defense, I, sh- I don't think you can go away from sitting though. Yeah, I think you have to say. I don't think like that the air yards would be there. I think, of course, that floor would be there, like you said, when he runs, but he might only get 60 yards, hopefully a touchdown. And I just don't think he'll be throwing the ball around a lot. Um, I think it's going to be a rough matchup against that that Patriots defense, who seem to be a great defense. That's just crazy that the Patriots have a great defense. Um, Sony Michelle, I think he's earned his way on my bench, and he's playing against the, B- the Bills, who have a, a rough and tough. Uh, Run defense, like I said previously. Burkhead, I have as a sit. He's one wounded up on the injury list, and I need to see him do it twice before I believe it. And James White was not there last week, so that could be the reason he had the big game. Speaking of James White, I have him as a start. He's back. Um, the baby is already out. Congratulations, sir. When you listen to this, James White. Uh, no air, no Antonio Brown is there. Um, and Edelman is banged up a little bit. He's still dealing with that injury. So I think James White comes back from the uh, maternity leave or fraternity leave or however you say to leave, right back into the role where he left off probably a little bit more. So I think he's a safe start this week. Like you said before, t- Tom Brady is the check down guy. Um, <laughs> I got all the Bills running backs as a sit for me this week, even though Devin Singletary uh, practice and is expected to start. So um, I just still don't think they'll be in a good matchup against that Patriots defense. 
Um, Josh Gordon, I have. You can start him. Julian Edelman, if he plays, you can definitely start him. Uh, Philip Dorsett, I think you can start him if you're in a pinch, uh, but I, I would fade him if, if you if you could. Yeah, I yeah. think you could start him if you're in a pinch, man. Um, in the two games where Antonio Brown has not played, he's seen 11 targets, caught 10 of them for 148 yards and three touchdowns. So, I mean, Tom Brady likes him. I think I'm going to uh, – let's go. I'm, I'm feeling risky. Start. You can start Philip Dorstead, uh, expect a touchdown from him. I, I'm, I'm a, it's, a, it's a wait and see for me, dog. With Edelman coming back. Already, what do you need to see? I mean, last week, you know, Edelman got hurt. So, of course, he was going to see more targets that game. So, I'm just waiting to see, you know, what it looked like with Edelman is playing all his snaps. Yeah. But it is, he's worth the look. I, I picked him up um, in the league where I'm waiting on Tyreek Hill to come back. I made a trade, uh, the Joe Mixon trade, so I had to uh, pick up a wide receiver because I traded my wide receiver uh, in Demarcus Robinson. So I think I'm going to start him this week and just hope for the best. I would, I would suggest if you have a better play to start him, of course, like I said before, he's playing against that Bills defense. Uh, John Brown I got as a sit for me this week. Uh, we saw the, that floor last week um, where he only caught five of the passes. And Stephon Gilmore is his matchup this week. And the Patriots have not allowed a top 35 wide receiver yet. Uh, it could be, um, you know, they could, John Brown could catch him deep. I'm not saying that he, he paused. I'm not saying that he can't catch him or like on a, on a long pass and like it won't be there. But uh, against Stephon Gilmore, just he's not a confident start for me. Um, Dawson Knox, I think he's a streamable tight end for me this week. Uh, 10 tight ends posted at least nine points against the Patriots last year. Uh, Knox, like I said before, I think uh, John Brown will be taken away from uh, the Great White Hope, and he is the Great White Hope's favorite wide, re- uh, wide receiver. So, uh, Knox last week, he looked pretty good last week. Uh, he was on the field over 70% of the time. So I think um, Dawson Knox is is a is a, he didn't get all the he didn't get that many touches, uh, but when he did get the touches, they were efficient, and he looked like you know what I'm saying a rookie tight end coming into his own, and hopefully um, the great white hopes like continues to throw to him because I got him on a couple teams, <laughs> so I think I, I think he's streaming. He trained. I think, he, I think he's a good stream. Uh, like I said before, uh, it's only a couple tight ends who you're gonna get. The, the big games are guaranteed. Um, the rest of them, you're just looking for a touchdown and a couple catches, and I think he might give you that this week. Um, the next game we got is Washington at the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants, uh, the over-under is 47 points. The Giants are expected to win by three. Uh, you starting Daniel Jones against the Giants? Uh, with Against the Giants? Yeah, I'm starting Daniel Jones against the – I mean, I said against the Giants. Yeah, I'm starting Daniel – Jones against the Redskins last Danny week. Jones. Yeah, right. He already got a nickname after one day after his debut. He had a hell of a game last week. Passed for 336 yards, two TDs. He rushed um for 28 yards and also had another two TDs. Don't get carried away on that. He didn't really rush a lot in college. But uh this week he has a chance to do what he did last week all over again against this week defense. This defense is allowing the second most points per drive this year, the fifth most points to quarterbacks, which is twenty-five, the second most passing TDs, which is three per game, 
So that all equal up to start, start, start Daniel Jones, bro. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to the other side, as far as we know, Case Keenum is starting this week. You know, would you say this is alarming for um, Hawkins, Haskins owners? Because uh, Case looked terrible last week was hurt this week and is still starting. What you make of that game? Yeah, man, I, I don't I don't think they're they I don't think they're ready for Haskins to take that role yet. You know, what I mean I, it's something that they know that 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 he's not ready. And I think Jay Gruden knows that like that's his last like shot in the hole. So if he if if Dwayne Haskins come out there and do bad, then Jay Gruden is definitely out of there. Even though I think he's on the hot seat already. I just think that Dwayne Haskins probably need to go ahead and cook a little bit more. He probably is not NFL ready yet. That's what they, that's what I think personally. Yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. But back to Case. Even after a bad game, Case is a go this week, bro. The Giants are are allowing three points per drive, which is third in the league. They allow the fourth most fantasy points to QBs, and the, they are the fifth worst at pressuring the quarterback. As ugly as it sounds, you got you can start Case Keenum. You can go stream him and start him, bro. And uh, going over to the passing game, Terry Scary McLaurin is almost becoming matchup proof. Through the first three games, he has been outstanding. He owes a 46% um, of Redskins air yards, which is tied for the highest in the league. This week, he's going up against Janoris Jenkins, which is food. North Jenkins has been uh he's been uh fired up. He's been cooked all season, so you need to fire up scary Terry. And on the other side, you got Sterling uh Shepard was well, Sterling Shepard, who had a great game last sheet last week with the rookie quarterback. He had nine targets for hundred yards, one T D and twenty one rushing yards, and cream on top with a two point conversion. He plays seventy seven percent of his plays at the slot. There's something to watch because uh, your boy Golden Tate coming back. So we're going to see how well he do outside of the slot when Tate coming back. So Tate might be the guy to own. If anyway. he's out there on the waiver wire, I think you should definitely pick him up. Got to. But yeah. Might be a little too late to get him for cheap now. Right. But Shepard, he's going to be matched up against rookie Jimmy Moreland. And he has allowed... 10 out of 11 catches for 124 yards and one TD and a 143.9 passing rating to quarterbacks that have thrown his way. So with that said, fire up the quarterbacks and the wide receiver. And you also know the fire up Ingram. Ingram is the top wide receiver on that team out of the tight end slot. So that's what I got to say. And uh, we go back to the Redskins. Paul Richardson, he's seeing the same amount of targets as Terry Scary, damn near. So, and he's going to be lined up against DeAndre Baker, who has allowed 13 catches for 296 yards. Second most in the league. And he also gave up two TDs. Mr. Rich could be in line for another good game. And as far as the running back position for uh, the Redskins, give me Chris Thompson over AP. Last week, Chris Thompson was getting goal line work over AP. Ever since 2017, he's averaging 7.6 targets per game. That is top five in running back targets. He's averaging 8.5 um, yards per touch. And the Giants are god-awful against running backs. So start Thompson. 
You can also start AP. It's going to be a hard-scoring game, but AP is TD-dependent at this time. And as far as all the people who went out there to spend some fab on Gallman, man, shout-out to y'all, man. He should see 15 to 18 touches, and the Skins have allowed 4.8 yards per rush with 142 rushing yards per game, which is fourth most. But Gallman has only 20 yards, 20 He's only gone for 20 yards or more on 220 touches. It's on 20 times. So that sucks. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a believer in him. That's why I didn't go out and spend no fab on him because I was like, man, like, of course he's going a, a, a starting running back in the NFL. And that's, of course, always, you know, I think going to garner some kind of fantasy attention, but like, he sucks. So, like, and- the Come team on. sucks, so you know it'd be yeah. if he was on a good team and coming in a good, you know, position. But he's not. So like Saquon makes that position look good. Like it's not <laughs> team, right? That, that's how I feel about it. Like Saquon makes the Giants look like they have a good run game. But like once you take Saquon out and you put Gallman in, and you still expecting like the Giants run game. It's going to be trash. So, but he's, he should see maybe, you know what I'm saying? Danny Dimes checks it down a little bit. But uh, no, bro. I don't, know. I don't think he checked. I don't, I didn't, I watched the game right. last week and he didn't look like much of a check down guy to me. So, <laughs> all that shit we talked, bro, look legit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but on to the next game. <clears throat> Oakland is at the Indianapolis Colts and the Colts are expected to win by seven points. Oh man, I forgot the over under, but go go ahead and start. Who who you think um who you think we got going for the Colts? Who you got going for the Colts? For the Colts, Brissett has been great so far, taking over for the retired Andrew Luck. He has a seventy two completion rate so far with six hundred and forty six yards, seven TDs, one INT. But while I'm under pressure, he has forty two completion rate. But that's nothing to worry about because the Raiders have the one of the worst pass rushing teams in the league. So start up or set. If healthy, you can if healthy, you can start T. Y. Hilton. He has had 28% of the target share, which is top 10 in the league, the most red zone targets with six in the league. And he's had 63% of the targets inside the ten, the 10 yard line, which is six in the league. But he's still having quiet issues. So you need to watch out for that. If he's uh, slated to start, fire him up. Um, if not, it's going to be a pretty pretty hard to look at at that wide receiver position. But just to give you a little bit more insight, Pascal has had 36 snaps, 37 snaps and 21 out wide, 6 inside, while Campbell had 30 snaps with 17 outside and 13 inside. And Kane has 37 snaps. I don't have the in and out on him. But do with that as you please. I, out of those three guys, I wouldn't know who to start. But Oakland has a, allowed the eighth most fantasy points, two wideouts. Mm-hmm. So whoever they saying is uh, taking over T.Y. spot, I would fire that guy up. And then uh, going well, to the tight ends. It's, I think it's going to be Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell? Yeah, that's who I got. He, so far, he got the lowest snaps, but... Uh, if he if, if it is, I think he plays like I think he's a, a a little bit bigger than Ty, and he's definitely probably faster than Ty, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure. So I think he's a, he was drafted to take Ty's place. So I think he is definitely uh, a good play this week. 
if T.Y. is not playing. I can dig it. Going to the tight ends, Doyle has played 138 snaps. Ebron, 93. Doyle has ran 55 routes. Ebron, 54. Do with that info as you please. None of them has been fantasy relevant. But as far as Mac this week, fire up that guy, man. He leaves the NFL with 61 carries, which is 22 per game with a great O-line. And if Hilton is out, Mac will get over 20 carries for sure. Mac is also running 19 routes per game, which is up five from last year. So that's a, that's a great tick on Mac. And that's all I got for the Colts. And to go over to the Raiders, Derek Carr has done well over the last couple of games. Last game, he had 242 yards and two TDs. This is the first time since week 14 of last year that he threw two TDs in one game. Can you say a trash two years, bro? But note this, Coach defense is banged up a little bit and are allowing 76 completion rate two QBs. I have Carr as a uh, nice streaming option behind Mm -hmm. Stafford, Daniel Jones, and maybe even Case Keenum. Uh, as far as Waller go, man, fire Waller up. 97%. I think, I think Waller has made it to like every, not even a questionable thing at this point. Bro, he's a must start. He got 97% of the snaps, 30% of the market share of targets, which is first, 26% of air yards, which is second for tight ends, 30, I mean, 93 pass routes, which is first for tight ends, and 142 Yards after catch, which is first for tight ends. So, like Gabe said, but you know what he don't got start. touchdowns. Uh, that that, that, that coming, coming, though. I feel like it's I feel like it's only a matter of time. Like, oh, uh, uh, Ty do look like the um red red zone option right now. <laughs> you I know, think with, with Darren Waller getting that much volume, dog, it's only a matter of time before them they start coming in the end zone. You know what I mean? I can agree. I can agree. Austin Hooper gave up two touchdowns. I mean, Austin Hooper scored two touchdowns against them last week, too. Against who, the Colts? Yeah, so the touchdowns are coming. For Darren Waller, I think the touchdowns are coming, you know. I think it's just a matter of time. But what you were saying about Ty Ty Williams, Tyrell Williams? The passing offense runs through Waller and Williams. He has scored in every game so far. But play with caution because the Colts limit big plays. On to the running game for the Raiders. We hope we have a better week from the the ill Josh Jacobs. Um, Something to note, while playing down last week, Jalen Richardson played 49% of the snaps while Jacobs played 42. So if they do get down again, this is something we want to pay attention to to see if Jacobs is going to get more involved in the passing game like they said they wanted to do this week. But if Jacobs get all the playing time, he's a great uh, player to start this week as the Colts are allowing 25 points to running backs, which is fifth most in the league, and 5.3 yards per rush. So, yeah, man, you got Josh Jacobs, yeah, Waller. I think, I think most of that could have been because uh, that Jalen Ramsey playing. Uh, most of those snaps could have been because he was, like like you said, dealing with that illness coming back. Jalen Richardson, bro. Jalen Ramsey played defense. Jalen Ramsey. That was, that's actually the first time I did it this episode. We actually do it pretty right. good. You fine, bro. You getting better? 
Yeah. Uh, that's all you got though. But all right, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm rocking. I ain't really see nothing I object too much of. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think the Browns have pretty much disappointed us this year. It's a 46 point over under. Baltimore is expected to win by six. I myself have Baker Mayfield as a six this week. Uh, I just don't think he has proven enough to me that this that means he should still be in my starting lineup. Uh, he's had ample amount of opportunity, and he just have not produced. What do you think? From here on out, sit that guy, bro. He's having problems reading zone defense. Average yards per play um, drop back is basically cut into half when he's saying zone defense compared to man. Mm-hmm. He's completed 67% of passes when in a clean pocket. That is horrible, bro, when in a clean pocket. Um, if his first read is not open, he has struggled, which is probably why you seen last game they switched to the he be making the He be making the pocket. Not, well, his offensive line does suck, but he be rolling out all the time, like uncalled for. Got that the happy feet syndrome, bro. That's that. And it's also come from you getting hit a lot, too. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to get them happy feet, you know? For sure. So, yeah, last week he was 13 for 20 and one TD with the RPO. So, pay attention. This could help him. But with this poor line, it doesn't help him at all. He's been under pressure 42% of his dropbacks, and the play calling has been god-awful mm-hmm. with Freddie Kitchen. So as of now, I'm off Baker until f- further notice. Yeah, and unfortunately, because of this, OBJ is not looking too good. But on the bright side, he's averaging 6.3 um, reps on 10 targets, which is good. But the offense is terrible, as we mentioned, which has limited his upside. He has a market share of 28%, and the Ravens is missing Jimmy Smith and Tavon Young and have allowed 100 yards to three receivers through the three games this this year. So, OBJ, uh, fans, and fantasy owners, you could be looking at another Devontae Adams breakout game. Yeah. So, I got Anthony... Averitt is the person that's going to be covering Odell Beckham. And uh, uh, when um, <clears throat> when he's in coverage, he's giving up 116 yards and a touchdown on four on four targets. Um, so I think he's definitely, like, I said, like you said before, I think this is going to be that OJ, OBJ game where he comes back and have a bounce back game or at least puts up a touchdown or two. I can dig it. Jarvis Landry, as we mentioned <laughs> at the beginning of the um, season, you know, he's not going to be worthy this year. Maybe a flex play here and there. So don't start him. We already know that. On the Chubb, Chubb has an ugly matchup this, this week, but he has been so involved in the offense with 58 carries, which is third by running backs, 14 targets, which is 12, 59 snaps, which is six. His uh, snap rate is 67%, which is in the first two games, and last game it went to 99%. And he now playing third downs, must start Chubb, even though it's a it's a horrible matchup, but the guy's playing third down, and he has great talent, so you got to start that guy. For sure. I think you definitely have to start him. I, I th- like you said, I think it's going to be a tough matchup. He's going to definitely have a rough one. But if he keeps on getting those uh, those passes out of the backfield, I definitely think he's uh, he's still like keep that fantasy relevant. He'll put up maybe a, hopefully a 10-point game for you. He won't kill you as long as he keep on getting those targets. Yeah, true, true, true. Well, on to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson 
he had an okay game compared to his previous two. He missed a lot of throws downfield. Yeah. And he should have been picked multiple times. Mm-hmm. But should have don't count. Definitely don't. But his rushing ability saved him at the day, and, and which is the reason why you got to start this guy. So, you know, the Browns pass rush is top notch, but Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams is sitting out. So Lamar could have a field day out there throwing the ball to Hollywood. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so far, um, last game, we know Brown had a rough game with two catches with 49 yards, but he was targeted nine times. So it wasn't, it wasn't always on him again. Lamar missed some throws. Hollywood has the highest snap total, which is 61 out of all the players. He's been targeted 45% uh, of his routes. 42% of targets are 20 yards or more downfield, which is eight in the league, and 20% of the team targets go to him. So fire up Hollywood Brown. He then, might be a good start. I don't think he's, he's probably going to be back up there with wide receiver two, with wide receiver one upside. I had him at wide receiver three. With two upside, but now that like you like you confirmed it that Denzel and Greedy are both out for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely want a whole lot of that uh, Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood. And Hollywood. so if Mark, <laughs> if Mark Andrews healthy, you notify him up. You yeah. know that's that's a no brainer. Okay, so it's uh, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Now on the mark, Henry, which has been a huge surprise. Mark, you said Mark Henry, Mark Ingram. Oh yeah. Yeah, who is that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was WWE. Yeah, right. All right. Now on the mark, Ingram. He has had 257 yards on 43 carries, which is six yards. Um, yes, yeah, six yards per carry, and five TDs. Ravens run the ball on 50% of their plays, which is fourth highest in the league. And it's crazy they scoring all these points. And they still run the ball so much. But despite Ingram seeing a stack box of 30% of the time, which is fifth in the league, he has been dominant. The only concerns for me is Ingram has yet to have 20 carries per game, but he's averaging a good 6 to 18. So this week I have him as a good running back, too. And uh, with his ceiling being a one because of touchdown. Definitely you can start marking with a lot of confidence. Uh, he he's, hasn't shown you. He's shown you that he is the top running back in that offense. Um, I just think uh, as long as he keep on getting that volume, he's going to definitely be somebody. And, bro, it just sucks, bro. I'm, I know going into fantasy next year, even if there's a team where I'm like, I'm really just off the team, I'm going to go get one share besides a team that's as horrible as Miami because look, look how you was on Arizona. You don't want none of them shares. Mm-hmm. Now Larry and Kirk <laughs> doing good. I ain't want no shares of the Ravens. Shit, all them players doing good. So I'm going into next year more open minded. Man, I I don't know, man. I still well, that's just I still think that 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 Arizona offense sucks, and I think I've been right about it. I think he just throws the ball a lot because they be down so much. They be always playing from behind. That he just happened. He just the volume is there, which makes the numbers seem to, as if they're there. But I don't think I don't think that offense is nothing at all. Actually, I didn't uh, say the offense was good. The offense is good for fantasy purposes, but real life, no. But fantasy purposes, them dudes eating. 
but let's go ahead. Uh, let's give them uh, some starts and sits of the week. Well, a start and sit of the week. Uh, I'll go ahead and start it off. My sit of the week, we'll switch it up. We usually do start first. So I'll give you all my sit of the week. Uh, my sit of the week is DJ Shark. Um, like I said, he's playing against uh, Chris Harris. Uh, Chris Harris um, is a dog out there. And I think that they're playing in Denver. That altitude gets to a lot of players. And I just don't think it's going to be a good game for Gardner Minshew. I think uh, Nick Chubb and Von Miller come alive against that Jacksonville uh, offense line. And I think it's just a long day for Gardner Minshew. And you'll be lucky to get a 10-point game from DJ Shark. Who you guys sit? My sit of the week is Baker Mayfield. Some of you guys drafted him so high, you probably can't sit him. But you need to sit them until you see how this RPO workout. They're going up against a great Ravens defense who gave my homeboy just a little bit of trouble. But they don't have half the offensive line KC has. So sit Baker Mayfield because it's about to be a sack party. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right. For my start of the week, though, in good news, I got Will Disley. <laughs> that's, how, that, that's how you pronounce his name? Yeah, Will Disley. He's playing against that Arizona defense, which I'm now going to deem. Hold on, hold on. Who defense? I mean, that, that, what did I say? Arizona? Arizona, but that's <laughs> a- <laughs> He's playing against that Arizona defense, uh, which I'm now going to deem, because I was trying to get this thought out before I forgot, which I'm now deeming to start your tight end against defense. That's the new name for Arizona defense to me. Start your tight end against the defense. On this episode, it's just been named. So who is your uh, starter of the week? My start of the week is Marlon Mack with T.Y. hurting with the quad. He may be out. A great O-line going up against this subpart. Raiden's D-line. Mm. Fire up Mack. He could touch the ball 25-plus times and could have two touchdowns. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, for your starting defense of the week, um, I got, contrary to belief, like I said, and this is not a Falcon podcast, <laughs> but I got the uh, Atlanta Falcons as my defense of the week. Uh, they're playing against uh, Mariota. I think uh, I just like quarter uh, defense that play against Mariota because I don't think Mariota is a good quarterback. And I think the Titans uh, fan base are even calling for Mariota's head. Um, like I said before, the Falcons have improved against the running, uh, the rushing offense. Uh, they've improved their rushing defense. My bad. I don't know why I said that backwards, but improved. Russian defense, and I think, um, yeah, I think it's a good matchup for him. How about you? Man, I can kind of dig it. It's funny you say Titans fans calling for Mariota head. <laughs> Falcons fans might be calling for Matt Ryan head in a minute. State fans, man. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead. I said my sit of the week was back in Mayfield, so it's only right my starter week is going to be that Rams defense who's finna eat, eat, eat. So with that said, that's pretty much uh, it for this week. Yep, yep. That's all I got, too. That wraps up um, the start of the week, the city of the weeks, man. I hope y'all have a good week, week four. Um, I hope y'all out of that 0-3 uh, uh, hole, or you didn't make it into the 0-3 hole. <laughs> but um, hopefully you didn't make it into that 0-3 hole, and hopefully you're starting the week off 1-2 and two or better, and you can start that week. Uh, now we're getting, toward, uh, getting ready for the playoffs, getting ready to get through these bye weeks. Uh, just keep on listening, and we'll talk y'all through it like we are. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to try. We're gonna give y'all two episodes next week, even though a lot of people have been missing them. Um, 
and and one thing I want to add is week we going on what week four. By yeah, now, you got four. a good numbers of your players to see yeah. who are getting targets per week, who are getting the carries per week. So you, you should know who to start. So, so let's Thank do it. Like questions, this, bro. We next episode we're gonna make a um a courtroom. It's gonna be called Fantasy In Session. You get it? And we're gonna um give verdicts on all the players that are questionable today going into week four and after week four when we get like javar said the um a comfortable sample size we're going to put them on judgment and tell y'all what we think we y'all should do with them oh i can't wait for that exactly man so make sure y'all tune into the next episode uh like always like subscribe leave us some um comments uh tell your friends about us Make sure you follow us on Twitter for all the updates. Um, Fantasy in session. And good luck week four. Peace. We out.